Hello and welcome to Geography Ninja. So today we're going to do a book review and the book in question is Nowhere Lands. It's an atlas of vanished countries 1840 to 1975 and it's by Bjorn Berge. Now this book really caught my imagination. I picked it up in the British Museum in London the last time I was there and being a geographer, I'm, I do really, I am a sucker for a good atlas or anything with maps in, really. But I've got to say, um, I found this the whole idea of this one really different to other historical type atlases, particularly that all of the countries that are listed on here um, existed once and no longer exist. So you can't find them um, on any maps um, in terms of their names. And it got me thinking, well, what actually makes a country? Now, the author in this book um, says that they're all united by one fact, and that's all of them issued their own stamps, their own postage stamps. But uh, a lot of the countries in here are sort of former colonies or they're bits of countries that have separated out, and um, they're places you probably haven't heard of. So I, mean, I must admit, I hadn't heard of places like Boyaca or Inini or um, Obok, or uh, Perak, and you know, so there's some really unusual sounding places. One, a, a couple of them that really struck me. Uh, one example was Heligoland, which is um, islands off Germany's western coast, so between uh, sort of Germany going up towards Denmark, um, and only 1.7 square kilometres. Really badly eroded by the sea. So historically, uh, back in 1720, it was a major storm that um, split the island in, in two, so it eroded, uh, removed most a uh, huge proportion of Heligoland's uh, area. In the book, the dates are between 1807 and 1890, so this was an interesting period where Heligoland was um, separate. It was actually colonised by um, England in 1807, um, so a lot of the countries in the book, there's 50 of them altogether, and a lot of them are really just over very, very short periods. So some of them maybe just like a year or two. Um, this this one was, was 80, 80 years or so. Uh, so it was conquered by, by um, England, and this was during the Napoleonic Wars. And, you know, Britain wanted to have some sort of contact and, and um, trade with the European continent. Uh, but before that, it had been owned by German states. Germany wasn't yet yet a country in 1807, and Denmark. Um, but about the 1850s, it had over 2,000 people living there, speaking a, a local uh, Frisian dialect, which it was called Hallander. Uh, smuggling was a big thing, and um, and then tourism as well. So they used it as like a saltwater spa. So by the time you get to 1890, Germany had become a country. Britain swapped Heligoland with Germany for one of its African possessions, so Zanzibar, which eventually became part of Tanzania. Um, from 1890, the Germany set up a, up a naval base on Heligoland. And by the time you get to World War II, um, this was really heavily bombed. In fact, in the book, it says it was bombed to oblivion in World War II. Uh, eventually got handed back to Germany in 1952, but there's not, there was not much left. You know, it was just sort of a, a cratered uh, wasteland by then. And what else stuck out? Well, there was, there was uh, one, quite a dark one, really, I suppose, Van Diemen's Land, 
um, which is now part of Australia. It's actually the island that we now call Tasmania. So for the first half of the 19th century, it was a separate British colony. Um, it was used as a penal colony. So convicts were sent there from Britain and Ireland, presumably. Um, there's one quite dramatic account of a, an escape by a convict who disguised himself as a kangaroo and the guards were chasing after him thinking he was a real kangaroo so thinking we were going to get some uh, this could be our dinner for the night and then found out it was a, an escaping convict um, and then you've got the the sort of dark history of Van Diemen's land um, and this was about the the ethnic cleansing of the aboriginal population um, so concentration camps we used there really by the 1850s there were only 16 uh, Aborigines left, uh, so natives of Van Diemen's Land, and the last one died in 1876. That's a really quite dark uh, part of colonial history. And this comes up again and again in the book, uh, these little snippets, the, these factoids really about colonialism, imperialism, geopolitics, migration, uh, it's propaganda in there, fictions, fictionalised fiction accounts uh, written in the, in the day. Um, the other one that really struck me was South Shetland Islands, and this is um, these are a collection of islands between Argentina and the Antarctic, and really up until the 1960s, it was used as a major whaling station. In fact, the, the whole chapter for this one is, is uh, subtitled Penguins in the Furnace, so that, that, got, that hooked me um, right from the start. And it sort of gives the account of uh, up until the 60s, they were, were using it to uh, slaughter whales, but also seals and penguins. And I was thinking, well, what do they use penguins for? Uh, the penguins were actually used to fuel uh, as fuel for the cod liver oil refinery. So they did uh, literally put penguins in the furnace as a source of fuel um, to make things like cod liver oil. They also made things like mar margarine and animal feed, um, you know, you, using all these things. So um, there's some really dramatic accounts of bleached whale skeletons shining in the sun. Um, th there was complete competing claims over who owns uh, South, South Shetland Islands from Chile and Argentina and also Britain, and how now it's used as a stop for um, tourist ships on the, on the way to uh, the Antarctic. So it is a good book. Definitely would recommend this one. It's in hardcover. It's um, it's published by Thames and Hudson. Um, I got it for sixteen ninety five. I thought that was an absolute bargain, uh, but that maybe that's just me, the sort of person I am. It's the sort of book you you dip in and out of. You unlikely to want to read it cover to cover, um, but you know you can pick it up and read read a couple, and uh, and put it down again. I, I would also say it's great if you think you know your geography really well. Well, this book will prove to you that you don't know it. Um, everything that's in here are. Um, all of the places in here are definitely what you, you could you would call it lesser known parts of world history and uh, le lesser known places so go for it <laughs>